0: Okay, uh, well, to get started, most everybody in here knows who I am, there's a couple of people that don't. Uh, my name's Rodney, Rod, old people call me Rod, anyway. Um, I'm Pastor Dorman and Jenna's son-in-law, I'm married to Angie, the middle daughter. Um, my wife and I, we take care of the youth group here, and some other stuff around the church, and I just wanted to kind of tell you all a little story about kind of how I got to where I am today, Okay. Um, it'll take four and a half hours. We'll be done before dinner. Uh, no, I'm not that exciting a person. Anyway, um, you know, I was born a baby and when I, okay. hey, you guys are awake. I'm digging this. I'm liking this already. So it's like last night. It was working out good. Anyway, huh? On, on, huh? yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, when I, when I was a young, when I was a young boy, uh, you know, I don't know six, seven, eight years old. I don't remember the time frame of all this. Uh, I grew up in a great family, great parents. You know, had an older brother, um, and you know, we had a good family. We didn't have any problems. We didn't, you know, no issues, things like that. And and I remember going to a little Baptist church. I grew up in Amarillo. We went to a little Baptist church down the street, and you know, church. Just we just went, and just you know, it wasn't a big deal. Because you, you just went to church because you're supposed to do. And, as I got a little bit older, and uh, my brother and I started riding motorcycles and racing, and then we 'd go to the lake and I mean, our family weekends were completely consumed with doing other stuff except for going to church so to say that I was raised in a Christian family, uh, yes, we were okay we knew the difference between you know God and Satan, and you know, I knew that jesus was, you know was the guy that was supposed to follow and but to, to, to be raised in a Christian atmosphere wasn't really there, okay? Uh, like I said, great parents, you know, they, they taught me right from wrong and manners and all that stuff. So I grew up a pretty good kid. Um, and as I got older, um, I started seeing all the kids that I went to school with and things like that and, and young life, and there was a bunch of stuff in school. And I never really got into the religion thing, so to speak. And it just wasn't part of my life. Um, As I got a little bit older, I started going to a very large Episcopalian church in Amarillo because I thought, well, there's a lot of classy people there, and that's probably where I need to be. And, uh, you know, I grew up, I was an old cowboy kid and had horses and cows and sheep and pigs and all that stuff, and I had a sick horse one Sunday morning. And uh, before church, went and doctored my horse, took care of it, and then I went straight to church. Well, when I got into church, um, they kind of said and you stink just a little bit and you're not dressed right you probably need to go do something different and they all but asked me to go home so i thought you know what i'm done with this deal i mean church is not for me you know it, i mean if you know from what i knew from about jesus you know and he wasn't dressed and didn't wear polos and all that stuff you know and i thought you know i'm not i'm never going to church again this is the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life this is stupid this is this from what i've been taught this is not what church is all about so I got bitter and kind of went my own way and did my own thing. And and uh, several years later, uh, my beautiful bride and I stumbled onto each other, and uh, as we started dating and things like that. And uh, you know, I knew her dad was a pastor here at the church. And anyway, the first time I came over to Hereford, I remember um, I, to meet her family. Uh, they, I'm telling you, you know, y'all know Dorman and Jana, but they they accepted me into their family immediately. Okay. There's two reasons they accepted me that I know of for sure. Uh, first of all, when I walked in the door and, and Jana came and met me, I actually thought that was Angie's older sister so instead of her mom. So there's number one. Number two, after we ate dinner that night, I got up and helped clean up and did the dishes and all that, and I see Jana going, yeah, that boy's in. He, yeah, we're we're going to keep him in the family here for a little while. So immediately I'm in the family. And the, the first thing that I remember... I, you know, we might have come to a church service or not, but the, the very first thing that sticks out at me, the the first service that I remember we really came to, we came to a deliverance service. And, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I sat back in the back over there in the corner, close to the doors I could get because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't know anything about deliverance. I didn't know, you know, as far as I knew, it was a movie back, you know, back in the old days. That's that's all I did. I didn't know anything about deliverance. So yeah, So anyway, and so I'm sitting there, you know, and, and things are going on and, and there's a lot of people in there. And uh, I'm sitting there going, you know, God, I'm sitting there talking to God like, you know, like I, I was somebody special. You know, God, this is, this is nuts, man. This, there's nothing to this. You know, I can stand up there and play and, you know, I can shake and I can fall down and I can play church, you know. And I got to watching a couple people that was that was some things going on. And, and actually, the one I remember most, he still goes to church here. And I, I'm not going to say who he is. But there was something going on. And I, I knew. Something was there, and I knew this guy wasn't playing church, and I knew he wasn't faking. And so, you know, I started—I started kind of thinking, okay, well, maybe there is something with all this church stuff. And as Angie and I are dating, you know, and we start coming to church, and I start learning more and more about God, and and then uh, we started doing some things, started messing around, and next thing you know, we started helping out with the youth group with Royce, and probably out of the top 10 things I've ever wanted to do in my life, that was like number 754. I had no, I mean, I like kids, but I, I didn't want to do youth. I knew nothing about it, you know. I mean, I, how am I going to sit here thinking that I can teach these kids something when they're smarter than me and they know the Bible? And So anyway, we're, we're helping out, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll never forget the day that uh, Royce walks up to me and says, Hey, guess what? God told me you're going to be a youth, youth pastor. Here's the keys have fun. I said, Royce, that's a good Royce impersonation, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I, did, I did a toothpick. But anyway, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? He goes, no, God told me he's going to be the youth pastor. I'm moving on. I got to go. See you. Holy cow. Well, next thing you know, Angie and I are taking care of all these youth kids. And I thought, man, this is the craziest thing in the world. So I thought, you know, God, there's, a, there's something going on here. And I thought the coolest part about it was, you know, I had all these kids, they're grown now, but I had all these kids that knew the Bible and they went to the Christian school over here the most part. And I thought, man, if I got a challenge on my hands, I got to teach these kids about God, and I don't know nothing about Him. And the and the and the spectacular part, the mirac- miraculous part, however you say that word, was that I was helping them learn about life, and they were helping me learn about God, and it just got Amen. better and better and better. And so, story goes on, and then we, uh, Angie and I packed up and moved out to the East Coast. And before we left, I had a bubble around me, and I had men in my life that were good Christian men. I went to the church, I was a youth pastor, things were going good, I had a good job, good family, wife, kids. I, you know, I, I just, I never had any problems, really. I mean, I had, you know, everybody's got problems, but I, you know, life was going good for me. And for some crazy reason we decided to pack up and move five thousand miles from here and went down on the east coast and did some construction work and, and and immediately when we got out there, I got out of my bubble. And we you know, we went we still found some churches, went to churches, tried to get plugged in and 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 probably me more than anything, but my I I drug my family into a position to where we kind of put God off in the corner. Okay. I was making a lot of money. We had a big house. We had cars. We had this, and they had that. And I thought, well, God, you you hooked me up. I don't need you anymore. You brought me out here. I'm good. And slowly, my life kind of started to crumble a little bit. And it it took me a long time to figure this out. And and I realized that I didn't have my bubble anymore. And Angie and I would go, you know, we'd be on the top of the mountain one day. Next day, we were in the bottom of the pit going, what in the world are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I started counting more and more on God, after after a long time. It was a big long story that part of it, but anyway, I started learning to count on God a little bit more than Rod, okay? Because Rod was failing miserably. Let me tell you, okay? And what what I would do uh, because of the way I was raised and because of the business I was in, I was a superintendent for a huge construction company, and we were taught to. React, fix problems. I mean, I would, I, you, you learn how to fix problems. And that's what they taught us. Okay, you got a thousand guys standing on a construction project and 2,000 yards of concrete and something's going wrong and this and that. And I mean, that's, that's what we were taught fix problems, fix problems. So I got in an attitude of when Angie and I were going through these highs and lows, when I would hit the low, I would cry out to God and, you know, God help me, you know, you got to do something. And it'd get to the point I'd say, okay, God, four o'clock. Tuesday afternoon, if you hadn't fixed this problem for me, I got it. That's what I told him. I'm, tell- I'm, I'm like, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm all about fixing problems, God. If you can't handle this, I got it. So 3.59 to 59 and it didn't happen, I said, okay, I'm done with you, God. And I'd flip the cell phone up and I'd start making phone calls and, you know, moving and shaking and doing all this crazy stuff. And for the most part, everything worked out, okay? But what I didn't realize, God was the one that worked it out for me. And it was in his time, not mine, because I put him in a box. And I said, God, 4 o'clock, if you can't handle this, here I am telling the creator of the universe, if you can't handle this, I got it. That, that was me. Okay, that was that's the way I worked. So we just, and it just got to a point to where I finally figured out that I could not do this on my own. Because there was things that were impossible that happened. There There's no possible way I could fix the problem and God fixed it for me, okay? I can stand right here and tell this church that I love that if I didn't have God in my life when we were on the East Coast, more than likely I would not have my family today, okay? I'm just telling you, we, we had highs and lows, and we had some bad lows, and, and God pulled us through this thing, okay? Fortunately, God brought us back to Hereford. Believe it or not, I begged to come back to Hereford, okay? Love this place, though. And I got back in my bubble. My bubble started coming back together, And my life kind of started turning around and getting a little bit better. And, you know, when you think about that, if you surround yourself with the right people, okay, life is going to be better for you. Hang out with Marion Rushing for one year. I'm telling you what, man, that kid keep you in line real quick. I get out of line, he kicked me in the back of the head. Hey, no, 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 no. Come here. We're not going down that road. We're going to go this way. And I started getting these people back in my life and these men back in my life and my life started coming back together. All these impossible things that were happening started happening for me. And I started figuring out, well, hey, old Rod, you're not doing this. Guess what? God's doing all this for you. Do I still have problems today? Oh, yeah, I still got problems today, every day. But I do know that with God, all things are possible. Okay? Um, I'm going to show you all a video clip here in just a second. And I hope everybody's seen this movie. If you hadn't, God, man, you need to see it. And, and it's, it's called Facing the Giants. And this is, this is a particular part of the movie that just blows me away. And this is the way I see this movie. <laughs> um, this part of the movie is called The Death Crawl. And this kid's doing something that he doesn't think he can do. And the coach standing over here is cheering him on, telling him, don't quit, don't quit. And when you watch this thing... Think think, kind of goofy like I do sometimes, okay? Think about the coach being God. And think about you crawling on your knees going through all the crud that you go through in your life, okay? And when this is over, we'll finish up here with some other stuff. Hopefully we can pull this off. We were technologically challenged last night. Okay, Lance, try it. Click the play button, Lance, it says. Maybe. Okay. Look, how's your attitude, bro? Huh? You will be okay with the death crawl, right? <sighs> oh, All right, if yeah. go. I'm part of the show. right, let's go. Let's go. go. Coach? How strong is Westview this year? How strong than we are. You already written Friday Night as a Lost, Brock? Well, not if I thought we could beat him. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I throwing out? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl in except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> what, you want me to go to thirty? And I can go to fifty. 50. <laughs> I can go to 50 if nobody's on my back. Then you can go with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. Alright. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. Alright, one more thing. I want you to do a blindfold. What? Because I want you to get up at a certain point point when you feel further. You know. Jeremy, get on his back. Okay. <laughs> I need a good tight hold here. Alright. Let's go, bro. Get your knees off the ground. Lift your hands to the feet. There you go. Go little bit left. left. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Am the Forget the 20. You give it your best. You keep going. That's it. Now, don't stop, Brock. you got more to you than that. Right Just rest in a second. got to keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit until you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it, you keep driving, keep your knees off the ground, keep driving, your very best, you're very best, you're very best, keep on the bra. That's it, that's it, that's it. Keep going, don't quit on, it. keep going, keep driving, keep driving, keep your knees off the ground. That's it, you're very best. Don't quit on it. you're very best, keep driving, keep driving, there you go, there you go. That's it. you keep driving, keep your knees off the ground, keep driving. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I am on everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit. Do your best. Keep riding. Keep riding. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know. I've got his strength. You just go, Your body should find strength. Don't you give up on me, Brock? You keep going. You hear me? You keep going. You do good. You keep going. You not quill! let keep going. It hurts. I know. You keep going keep going! It's all hard from here! 30 more steps! You keep going, Brock! Come on! Keep going! Burn! 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 It's all hard! You keep going, Brock! Come on! Come on! Keep going! You're perfect! Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. Brock, you are the most influential player on the scene. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't be more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field in your arms. Rock, I need you. God's given you the ability of leadership, don't waste it. First, can I count on you? Yes. First, what is it, Jim? I want to win six. Okay, Lance. (laughs) Is that not one of the most powerful things you've ever seen? That's God. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Ross, don't quit. I was going to tell you all this in a little bit. I read a scripture the other day that really blew me away. And, uh, you know, we're singing and praising to God. Zephaniah 317 says, God sings over us. Did y'all know? I didn't know that. Was that impossible for that kid to do? 100-yard death crawl? I probably couldn't walk 100 yards with a kid on my back. Much less do that. Let me ask y'all a couple other questions. Get out of here. What about a man that was born to a woman without a husband? Virgin birth. Is that impossible? What about a bunch of guys that are out fishing, don't catch any fish all day? Somebody comes and tells them something different. Is that impossible? Big storm comes up, hurricane winds blowing the boat around, all of a sudden it stops. Is that impossible? It is around here. How about a whole bunch of folks, 5,000 plus people, standing out starving? They get fed. Is that impossible? Not unless you got a chuck wagon coming out. about a man that's been put to death in his grave for four days comes back to life that ain't happening surely that's impossible what about a guy hung on a cross stabbed, beaten, bruised led there to die for three days Comes back to life. I know that's not happening. Surely that's impossible. What about a tree standing there doing its own thing? All of a sudden it just dies for no reason whatsoever. Surely that's impossible. What about a girl that's dead, comes back to life? Does that happen anymore? That's got to be impossible. What about somebody's ear getting cut off, getting put back on? No surgery. No doctors. No duct tape. It's got to be impossible. (laughs) Can't fix anything without duct tape. How about water? Big jug of water turning into wine. I know a lot of people wish they could do that. Surely that's impossible. What about a group of men standing around a pool, all of them getting healed? What about people standing on the street, miraculously getting healed? That's got to be impossible. What about God using you to do certain things? Stand up here, give a message, preach to you guys. It's got to be impossible, right? Little old me, or for Texas? Y'all ever seen anybody walk on water? Tried it once, didn't work well. Sank like a brick. Can't float. Does anybody have impossible walls built in front of them that they can't get around, they can't get through? Health relationships, finances, jobs, day-to-day, cars broke down. It's impossible. I cannot get this problem fixed. Does that happen to anybody in here? I'm, I'm, I'm probably the only guy that this is impossible about. Then what happens? Jesus comes in, puts the guy's ear back on. No surgery, no duct tape. The guys are standing out of the water, crying out. Middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, what happens? Jesus comes walking to him on the water. They don't have any wine. Jesus says, bring me a jug, piece of cake. Storm's raging. What do you do? Calm the storm, piece of cake. Fig tree, you're dead. I don't want no part of you. three days I'm coming back you can't stop me you guys need to catch some fish throw the net on the other side of the boat I'll give you some many fish your net won't be able to hold it you can't pay your taxes here we'll catch that fish over there money will come out of his mouth <laughs> Lazarus come forth four days guys in the tomb is anything impossible without God you want me to keep going virgin birth that ever happened before never happened never happened again It's time we stop putting God in our little box, in our little world, and saying, God, it's all about you, instead of Rod. God, at 4 o'clock, if you can't pull this deal off, I got it. Guess what? Your 4 o'clock will come, and he ain't going to show up. It's not his timing. He's going to do it when he wants to do it. If you put God in that box, that's exactly where he's going to stay your life will become impossible. I did an extensive research on the word impossible. You know what it means? Not possible. Okay? Texas Dictionary ain't happening. It ain't happening. I like that. I just made that up. That was cool, wasn't it? I like that. We've got to stop putting God in the box and allowing Him to live his life through us. The creator of the universe. He's the reason we're here. Okay. Luke one thirty seven says all things are possible with God. All. I'll do that extensive research on that one too if you want me to. It means everything. All of it. whole bunch. Everything, yeah. All of it. All, y'all. We'll go to the Texas version. Luke 18.27 says the things which are impossible with man are possible with God. The reason we think that things are impossible with God is because we're not trusting him fully. The creator of the heaven and the universe, the God that built this church, the God that gives us breath, the guy that makes the sun come up, the stars, we are not trusting him like we should. We're keeping him in the Home Depot box. And a lot of times we give him in this little bitty box, okay? I don't even give him the big box, I give him the little bitty box. God's cheering us on. He's our biggest fan. He's telling us right now, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up on me. Yep, tax guy's coming. Don't quit. Okay, your marriage is having problems? Don't quit. Okay? You're having problems in your job? Don't quit. Don't quit worrying about it. Let me take care of this. Okay? I'm going to show you all one little clip. And uh, I'll tell you what, this this is probably a number one thing that I've seen and I don't know this man I stumbled onto this clip a while back but I do know that he has no arms and no legs and he's standing something on this table don't know what you call that if you don't have legs he's propped up on a table and he's got a message that I want y'all to hear real quick and it's only a couple seconds long I cannot get rid of the little Chinese words on the bottom sorry where'd we go Jake Jake See if this works, this better work. Finding which button to push. Yeah, there we go. Hit the play, Jake. along the way you might fall down like this ready (laughs) (laughs) Hello. so what do you do when you fall down get back up everybody knows to get back up because if I start walking I'm not going to get anywhere but I tell you there are some times in life where you fall down and you feel like you don't have the strength to get back up Do you think you have hope? Because I tell you, I'm down here, face down, and I have no arms, no legs. It should be impossible for me to get back up, but it's not. You see, I will try 100 times to get up. And if I fail 100 times, if I fail and I give up, do you think that I'm ever going to get up? No. But if I fail, I try again and again and again. But I just want you to know that it's not the end. It matters how you're going to finish. Are you going to finish strong? And you will find that strength to get back up like this. Somebody please stand up and tell me anything it's impossible for God to do. I probably could have named about 12 of them until I saw this video. And I thought, "Mm, I think I'm wrong. I don't think there's anything impossible with God. It's impossible with Rod. It's not with God. Okay? Everybody got that? We're going to do one thing real quick. I want the praise team to come back up and we're going to sing one song on the way out. And I want to say thanks for allowing me to stand up here and kick boxes and tell you a little bit about my life story. And uh, I just hope this is a memorable day for everybody. You ready? Throw this down? Okay. Okay.